people, you know, I, I think at one time I, I, I talk about the fact that, you know, when I was growing up, um, people still retired with gold watches and, you know, you just had a sense that things were going to turn out all right. You kind of had some kind of trust in, in our government and some kind of trust in, in the medical establishment and, and just, you know, things, it just, you know, it's going to be okay. But you just don't have that feeling today. It's just kind of up in the air. People don't know who to trust, what to trust, all kinds of information out there. And people are looking for something solid, something that gives them peace, something that gives them hope. And we've been in this mini-series called Ambassador Training. Uh, because you and I have this incredible calling in the Lord to be his ambassadors, to be his go-between, right? Between him, bringing him and people together. And as the song says, we're the only ones, right? We have that truth. We have that message. And that message is the gospel. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach, proclaim, share the gospel. I just want to talk about this morning, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, um, we, we, we have this message, but one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that people talk about why it's difficult to share our faith is because we don't know where to start. We don't know how how to explain it, right? I, I just don't know how to explain it to people. I know what I feel, but I don't know how to explain it to people. So that's what we need to do. We need to figure out how to explain it. First of all, let me give you uh, just a couple of things about the gospel. What is the gospel? First of all, the gospel is good news. That's what the word gospel means in the Greek. It means good news. It means that we don't have to put on a sandwich board and walk up and down the street and point to people and say, you're going to hell if you don't change your ways. That's not what Jesus meant by go into all the world and share the good news. Okay, this message is a positive message that we get to share with people, right? Uh, number two, the gospel, according to Romans 1.16, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Look at it, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed, Paul says in Romans, of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. If you go to Acts chapter 10-ish, uh, where, where, where um, Peter is at the house of, of Cornelius, the Roman centurion, and he's sharing the gospel, right? And then the power of God comes on these people in a, in a dramatic way, showing the Jews that the, that the, the, the uh, salvation is now opened to the Gentiles, right? They don't have exclusivity on this. But people, people come to faith as that gospel is presented. God, um, elsewhere it says God was, 
was pleased with the foolishness of what was preached to save people. Okay? There's power, life-changing power in that gospel. Romans 10.17 says this, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. In the context of that scripture, he's talking about saving faith. Okay, How do people get saved? How do their hearts get changed? What is the catalyst, if you will? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, by the gospel of Christ. People need to hear that message because that is what changes lives. Romans 10, 14. So then, how will they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching, without someone sharing, right? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Unless they're sent, unless they're sent out, unless they're equipped and mobilized to share that word. And that's what the Lord's put on my heart to do today, to equip us so that we can be sent out to share this life-transforming gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, sweetie. And again, one of the biggest reasons for not sharing the gospel is that people say, I just don't know how to explain it. Kathleen and I uh, recently have been watching the British baking show. Any fans out there? Sorry, Dave, that kind of goes against you. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a pretty intense competition if you've ever seen it. And one of the things that happens all the time on this show is that the judges, they, they give them these um, uh, recipes. They, they tell them to make something that they've never made before. Right. And, and some of them, they think, I don't even know what this I, I've never heard of this, let alone made it before. I've never seen one. Don't know what it even looks like. Right. And they get these very undetailed recipes uh, that don't even tell them how long to bake something or what the temperature is or anything like that. Just do this. Right. But most of the time, kind of funny when it doesn't happen, but most of the time they're OK. Have people that, that never heard of something, and yet it turns out the way it was supposed to turn out. It works out. Why? Because they know the basics. They know the basics. They know how dough works. They know how cake batter works. They know how to make a basic custard or jam, right, fillings. They know how to tell when something is done, okay? And then they tweak it for that particular recipe, and it comes out. Okay, and that's the way it is with the gospel. If you and I can just get the basics, just get it so that we understand those basics in, in and out, right, through and through, then we can explain it simply to anybody, right? Tweak it for whatever situation that we're in. So I want to run through the basics today, and I'm going to give you some scripture references but here's the rub. 
I'm not, I'm not going to give you all the scriptures because what I want you to do is to look them up for yourself, read them, mull over them, right? So that you say, okay, what is this saying to me? And when that concept, you know, gets into your heart, then you can share it in your own words, right? You can get an idea of what the basics are. And I do have some sheets that I've printed out. I, I do encourage you to take the notes, but um, th this, this is very simple. It's, it's um, similar to Dr. Bill Bright's The Four Spiritual Laws, okay? So I think it's, it's when you break it down into, okay, here are four basic concepts. I think that works real well. But even as I was looking at that, I said, what makes sense to me? And so I'm going to give you today what makes sense to me. But even as you're going through these things and looking at these four basic parts, you may say, well, I like this scripture over here better. Wonderful. Use that. Right? If that's what hits your heart, that's what you can then give out to someone else with passion. Right? This isn't about memorizing a script. It's about understanding the basics so that we can just it, this this is how it works. This is this is you know this is the thing here. So that's what we want to do. The first thing I want to do in that though, I want to give you what I think is the gospel in a single verse. Okay, to me, this is the gospel in a, in a single verse, and I got this in the New Living. I like the way it reads. Second Corinthians five nineteen, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Isn't that good news, right? No longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Now, to me, that just reeks good news. God's not counting your sins. He's got a wonderful message of reconciliation, okay? The gospel, as I see it, again, has four basic parts. They are God's love, our problem, God's solution, our response. Okay? God's love, our problem, God's solution, our response. If we can get the concepts into those categories and we know those categories, we can line the whole thing up. Very simply. So let's look, part one, um, God's love. Okay, Looking at 2 Corinthians 5.19 again. For God was in Christ, reconciling the word to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. He was reconciling the world to himself. He gave us the message of reconciliation. What is reconciling? What is reconciliation? It's restoring a relationship, isn't it? Restoring a relationship. So, so here is part one. God, the creator of the universe, wants to have a personal relationship with us. Why? Because he loves us. That's good news. God wants it. Not... not not you're a sinner, right? Good news. Start with God's love. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. 
with us. And, and you'll notice through here that I talk about us, okay? Because I don't want to talk down to anybody, right? Us. God wants to have a relationship with us because he loves us. How do we know that? How do we know he loves us? Because we were created, okay? We were created, first of all, in the image of God, says Genesis 1.26. And I'm not going to read the scripture. I want you to look it up. We were created in the image of God. We were created for a relationship with God, Genesis 3.8, to live in the abundance of God. This was his plan for human beings. Made in his image, made for relationship. Made to live in his, the abundance of his blessing. He loves us, okay? Part two, we got a problem, Houston. We have a problem. Look at it again, 2 Corinthians 5.19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. How? Not counting people's sins against them. Uh Uh-oh. There's a problem there. Our sins were against us. Right? Our sins were against us. Our problem as human beings is that our willful sins have separated us from God. That's why we need to be reconciled. We are separated from him because of our willful sin. Notice our, not your. Okay? Our willful sin. We've all done it. Right? We've all done it. No longer. Okay? All have sinned. Romans 3.23. How do we know that? All have sinned, Romans 3.23. That's what the Bible says. The wages of sin is death, judgment, and eternal separation from God, Romans 6.23. And Romans 3.20 explains that we have no hope in and of ourselves. We cannot do something in our own efforts to reconcile to God. We can't do enough to be good enough, right, for him to welcome us into his holy presence. We can't do it, okay? This is a problem, and the scripture tells us about our problem. So, part three, God's solution. Look at it again, 2 Corinthians 5.19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. How can that be? God just say, eh, it's all right. No, because he wouldn't be just, would he? How can that be? Because God's solution is this. Jesus Christ took our sins and their penalty to the cross. Okay? Part one, God wants to have a relationship with us. Part two, our willful sins have separated from us from him. Part three, Jesus Christ took our sins and their penalty to the cross. Isaiah 53, 6, God laid all of our iniquity on Jesus, the Bible says. The punishment that brings us reconciliation, there's that word again, was on him, Isaiah 53, 5. 
And Hebrews 10.10 says we are made acceptable to God through Christ's sacrifice. God solved the problem. He took your sin. He took my sin. He put it on Jesus. Jesus paid the price. Praise the name of the Lord. And then God raised Jesus from the grave on the third day to show that he was victorious over sin and death for him and for us. There we are. Part four. Okay. Now that we know what God wants, what the problem is, how God solved the problem. Part four is our response. Again, 2 Corinthians 5.19, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Who's us? The church, believers, right? He gave us this wonderful message. God sends believers into the world with his offer of reconciliation which he offers individually. Therefore, we must respond personally. Each and every one of us must respond personally to God's offer of reconciliation. Can't be done by our parents, our grandparents, our Sunday school teacher, you know, whatnot. It's individual and personal. How do we know that? Number one, God receives as his children, the Bible says, those who believe and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. See that? There's a believing. There's a receiving, a personal receiving, John 1.12. John 10 says those who hear and follow receive eternal life. There's a hearing. There's a following. Okay? And Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So how do we know that we have to have a personal response? There it is. Those who believe and receive, those who hear and follow, those who call on will be saved. So my first question is, how will you respond? Since I don't know everyone's heart here, I've just explained the basic principles of the gospel. Have you received that message? Have you received God's offer of reconciliation? So let's just bow our heads this morning. And if if you've heard that message, if God has illuminated your heart to that, then... Time to receive. Time to call upon the name of the Lord. It's very simple. It's not the words. It's the attitude of the heart. It's just, and if that's you this morning here or on the sound of my voice, uh, you're listening to this online over Zoom. If you have not personally received Jesus Christ, that sacrifice for your sins, I invite you to do it right now. Just say, Jesus, I I, I hear it. 
I hear it. I understand now the truth. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for loving me that much to want to have a relationship with me. And I do bring my sins to you, looking for your forgiveness, looking for your reconciliation. I want to be in a relationship with you. Save me, Lord. Come into my heart, Jesus. Show me what it is to walk in that relationship every day. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And the promise is, if we call, right, we will be saved. That's what God says. Amen. So back to ambassador training. What do we need to do? We need to be familiar with the gospel. We need to be familiar with the basics. Again, if, if something makes a little more sense to you in another way, go for it. You know, do, do, do the research. Get something that works for you, but understand thoroughly how it works, right? Start out with the love of God, the positive message. But then we need to realize that mankind has a problem, that we're separated. And that we need to realize that God did something about it in Jesus. And then finally, our response. If we get those major concepts, we should be able to share the gospel with anybody, anytime, any age. Because remember, as we talked about before, we don't do it alone. We share that message. God's in it. God illumines the heart. God opens people's eyes to that truth. He does that work on the inside. So, remember the groundwork. Remember the groundwork that we have prayed, right, for openings, that we have prayed uh, for people, particular people that we're interacting with. We've, we've sowed the seed, right, in prayer. We've done it on our knees at first. And the second thing is that we have built over time that uh, sense of credibility, that sense of integrity, that sense where we've built a reputation of trust with other people. We've built relationships uh, with other people, positive relationships. We've, we've helped them. We've served them. We've blessed them in some way so that when the time comes, when the Lord opens that door, then we'll be able to share the truth, right? With grace, with love, and then let God step out of the way and let God do his work. I was reading some statistics um, recently about church attendance. Uh, it is now, according to Gallup, who's been doing this since 1937, 
church attendance has for the first time in eight decades dipped below 50% of adults in the United States of America. What that means, church, number one is this. Thank God we're not the norm. You know, before COVID hit, we were growing and we're slowly getting back into that by the grace of God. But number two, what, what I see is that the people that are coming in here that, that have been over the last few years are people that are already saved, are people that already know Jesus. So what that tells me is that, 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 that um, people aren't going to come in here. If people are going to get saved, if they're going to find Jesus, if they're going to have their lives transformed, it's not going to be primarily because they come in here. It's because we go to them. That's where we're going to find them. That's where this needs to happen in a big scale. So we're the ones. People need the Lord. We're the ones with the message. We're the ones with the truth. We're the ones with, I don't want to say the word magical. We're the ones with that powerful gospel that God takes these four points, right? We have that, that God takes and changes people forever like we've been changed. So let me encourage you. Get out there with them. Learn this message and get out there with it. You don't have to be perfect, right? Has, has God ever... Uh, <laughs> And, and anybody give a witness that God has taken your imperfect and, and made it for good right? in any way, shape or form. You don't have to be perfect. But it does behoove us to understand it. And it does behoove us to be willing. Because people need the Lord. I don't know how much time we have left, folks. <laughs> I'm not I'm not, you know. Oh, it's the end days, and oh, you know, Jesus is coming in, in September, you know, October, you know, and I've calculated this and that. Now, could be two years, could be 20 years, could be 20 minutes. I have no idea. We all know that the, this whole world is spiraling out of course, right? I, I, I don't know. It's up to us. It's up to us. Let's do this. And let's meet them out there and then bring them in here where we can be a family together. Welcome them into the wonderful things that we have together, like coffee hours starting back up, you know, but the, but the love and, you know, how we reach out to each other and help each other and all that, that people need for the stability in their lives, right? The chaotic world. So look up the scriptures, know these concepts. Again, it's not about memorizing a script. Uh, dear madam, sir, or small child. No. Um, no. But if we get them, then we can do it without fear, without anxiety. And since we've already built up that relationship, it's just, just talking, right? There we go to make an eternal difference in the life of someone else. That's what we're here for. Amen.
Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be your ambassador. Thank you, Lord, for this simple message that transforms lives. Teach it to us, Lord. You teach us. You speak to our hearts. As we open your word, as we get into it, Lord, you plant it there, cement it there so that we can have life-changing conversations with those that you put in our path. We give you the praise, the honor, and all the glory for it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.